get your motivation squared away because that's what's going to be driving the process. And our culture has all kinds of bad ideas and impure motives that will derail you every time. So start with the software, start with where our heart is at and why we would pursue it and, under, and get that hardwired into the gospel. The shocking reality of the fitness industry is that it has a 92% failure rate. Today, Gary Wilkerson and guest speaker David Bush discuss why so many fitness and weight loss goals fall through. Could this problem be related to a much deeper issue in our lives? Before we join Gary and David, we want you to know that World Challenge now has a prayer line. If you'd like prayer for any area of struggle in your life, please call us at 833-WC-PRAYS. That's 833-WC-P-R-A-Y-S or visit pray.worldchallenge.org, and someone would be honored to pray with you. And your prayers and support for World Challenge do make a difference. We would not be able to create podcasts like this one without generous listeners like you. Thank you for making this and other World Challenge resources possible. Now, here's our host, Gary Wilkerson. Hey, uh, Gary Wilkerson here with uh, David Bush. David, welcome. Glad you're here with us today. Thanks it's for, my thanks pleasure. For thanks for inviting me. So uh, one of the things we do at World Challenge is we talk about eight cylinders, uh, your, your faith, your friends, your family, uh, and the two of them are food and fitness. Um, and, and, and obviously you, in your book and in your ministry, you, you deal with a lot of these issues um, and, and how they're, you know, one of the things we talk about is if one cylinder, like in your car, if you have eight cylinders yeah. and one cylinder's not working, it's mm-hmm. going to the rest of it is going to be negatively impacted yes. and stuff. And so, uh, but we, you know, you're talking about faith, food, fitness. If if a group of people were sitting around the table here with us today and they said, "Man, David, I, th- I think I got it. I think I, um, I'm, I'm catching this vision of the the, the 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 pure motive of the heart of God for my life." Mm-hmm. Okay, now what do I do? Uh, can you give us some practical steps? Yeah. Uh, say somebody who's <clears throat> more of a you know, like the, the, the maybe the, the traditional Christian who yeah. tends to go out to eat after every every service and uh, overeat and mm-hmm. not moving. Like, what, mm-hmm. how would you get somebody started? Right. Well, I think it'd be important to start out with a good theology of the body mm. and to get your motivation squared away because that's what's going to have to. That's cool. Be I've never dr- heard anybody say that. Theology, theology of the body, wow. yeah, the, the body gospel. Wow. Understand what that is and get your motivation squared away because that's what's going to be driving the process. And our culture has all kinds of bad ideas and impure motives that will derail you every time. So start with the software, start with where our heart is at and why we would pursue it and under, and get that hardwired into the gospel. And that's where some of my resources can help because that's what I bring to the table. I'm not a gym owner. I'm not trying to, I'm not pushing a, a Les Mills workout uh, uh, that, that, that they're supposed to follow. Um, I want to get people's heads and hearts engaged in doing this for the right reason. Um, the, sorry for interrupting. I've, I've, yeah. I've been very rude. I keep interrupting you, but I'm so excited about what you're talking about. Well, you've got good the, questions. <laughs> the... Um, the theology of the body. Mm-hmm. When, when you uh, sometimes when we hear the word theology, I love the word theology, but a lot of people hear it go like recoil. Yeah, horror, um, yeah. you know, four years of seminary or whatever. Is that <laughs> is that how I'm going to finally come up with the? the can you give us a, a, a sixty second theology of the body? Yeah, is that, is, or ninety second is yeah. Just um, hitting on some of the misunderstandings is that yes, God knows when we're going to die. Our bodies are going to die, and God knows the date. Um, That doesn't mean we become fatalistic and say, since God knows when I'm going to die, 
I will treat my body like a rental Mm -hmm. and um, just go with the culture. In fact, because heaven is God's goal for me, uh, at least that's what I was told when I prayed this prayer, um, if I die early, then all the better. Uh, Mm. No, that's not right. Transformation of the likeness of Christ is God's goal for me. Amen. So a theology, the Bible says, uh, of our bodies says, uh, yes, God knows when it is we're going to die. We don't know. Uh, the Bible commends us to steward our bodies, the greatest trust he will give to us, that we're ambassadors mm-hmm. uh, of his and that we represent him to a lost world looking for answers and is going to un- unfairly at times judge what they see from us as to whether our life is under control or whether there are other things driving our life other than Jesus. And that the gospel uh, of redemption applies to our body, mm-hmm. that God is not just redeeming our spirits redeeming our finances, redeeming our relationships, redeeming our thought life. Yeah, he's doing all of that, but he's also redeeming our bodies. And the fact that we're getting a new body should not mean that we junk this one and trash this one. The fact that we're getting a new body should give us every reason to say, someday I get a new body. Mm-hmm. What can I do now to align that reality with the present? Yeah. And make the most of what God's given me and the capacity he's given me physiologically to show forth the redemptive power of the gospel. Mm. Nobody would say, in heaven, we're not going to be cussing and my, my speech will be perfect. So while I got a chance now, I'm going to be as profane as can get, can it all get out. Because someday it's going to get, you know, all sanctified. Or someday my relationships in heaven will be perfect because Jesus will be there. So now I'm going to trash my relationships because I got an opportunity to do that. Mm. Someday we're going to get a new body. Why would I treat this one like a rental because of that reality? No, I'm going to align myself, acknowledging I'm going to die, acknowledging that God knows I'm going to die, acknowledging that sin happens and it infects my body and I will degrade Mm -hmm. and become less functional over time. I'm going to fight against that because death was Satan's idea. Death wasn't God's idea, and I'm going to fight against that and show forth the reality Mm. of the gospel of redemption in my physical body to say, hey, you know what? Christians get new bodies, and they're perfect, and they don't have cancer, and they don't have chronic disease, and they don't have this stuff. And as much as it depends on me, Mm. I'm going to align myself with the reality to show forth that the gospel redeems it in the here and now Mm -hmm. as much as I can influence that. Yeah. Acknowledging that God's sovereign. Yes. But I'm not going to use God's sovereignty as an excuse for my bad behavior. Right. Yeah. Um, And that's, if we can capture that, we're going to, that's going to take us into, uh, the next things we need, which would be, so, so you determine a, 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 a healthy biblical understanding. Where do you go from there then? The uh, very, then you get to the practical, the practical okay? okay. Um, 80% of our journey toward better health is going to happen with our knife and fork. 80%. 80% yeah. of it. So while our culture, again, is going to say, you need to join a health club, get with a personal trainer, and get a part of this fitness regimen, mm-hmm. that, that's all well and good. I'm not coming against that. Yeah. But there's money to be made there, okay? There's money to be saved, frankly, in getting our appetites under control and seeking to shop the perimeters of the grocery store where abundant fresh fruits and fresh vegetables and lean meats and and great dairy products and whole grains 
are abundantly available. Avoid the inner, uh, the inner, <laughs> all, all the pre-made stuff in the middle yeah. and all the snacks, and try to live your life on that perimeter mm. and and attack that nutritional area of your life, right. uh, eating healthy fats, proteins, whole grain carbohydrates, and starting to fuel your body differently. Get more sleep. Mm-hmm. Go to bed at a good time. Get up earlier. Make time for devotions. Make time for prayer. Get your schedule in order, and don't be sitting on a computer uh, with blue light. Uh, uh, you know, uh, hurting hurting your ability to even go to sleep and, yeah. and all that. So get your sleep in order. Get your diet in order. Get your schedule in order. Drink more water. Stop ditch the pop. Ditch the Gatorade. Yeah. You know the healthy drinks. Mm. Drink water. Yeah. Uh, that's what your body's really wanting. That's the 80% that's going to start uh, seeing some real um, physiological transformation happen. Mm. At the same time, as you're able, begin to gradually do more physically. Yeah. And for you, that might be water aerobics. You may be uh, obese and your joints are shot and it really hurts t- to yeah. move right now. Right. We'll get into a water yeah. exercise class where some of that the, the gravitational pull mm. is, take, is taken away. Yeah. And uh, then start walking. walking yeah. then, then start walking fast yeah. and further. Uh, then add some resistance training into it. Muscles are where uh, calories go to die. Mm. Uh, that, that's where you're, the furnace that is burning those. It is, and it's going to make your body more resilient and flexible and, and make your bones stronger too. Right. So begin adding those things. And if you need coaching along the way, bring in that expertise mm. to do that. But none of those things are going to work toward transformation if you don't have a theology yeah. of your body and if your motivations are skewed from the get-go. Yeah. You're going to self-sabotage. Right. And the counseling and um, accountability and, and uh, discipleship that I do with people in their physiological area uh, um, shows all kinds of self-sabotage. Mm. They'll get to a certain area and then they'll bail because of issues of the motivation. Yeah. Um, and so you got to get that yeah. foundation right. I want to I want to come to that in just a moment. Your work with individuals and what kind of conversations you're having and what kind of yeah. miracles you're seeing take place yeah. in people's lives yeah. uh, through one-on-one, through your mm-hmm. book, through your lectures. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move there, though, just just a little more on 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 the on this uh, process. The uh, you hit on something I think was so important for people listening. Because uh, sometimes, you know, the, the 80-20 thing is like, I think that's kind of unknown to a large degree. And so we think it's like 80% exercise and sure. then I can eat whatever I want. Yeah, and you see yeah. that manifested in, in whatever. I know that you tend to do CrossFit stuff mm-hmm. and that's a little bit of a different group, okay? Right. But in the average gym, yeah. if anybody's seeing the same people I'm seeing in their gym, and I right. bet it's the same, I've watched the same people who need to lose 75 or more pounds work up a lather on the treadmill and on the elliptical and go and even lift weights, and their physiology has never changed. They're burning 500, 600 calories at a swock. And then they're going home and eating 650 (laughs) and justifying it because they worked out like crazy. That might be the motive for working out. I want to have that whole pint of Haagen-Dazs. Sure, and that's widespread, that kind of trade-off in our minds. But you're not going to get healthier until yeah. you address the consumption end. Right. That that's has to be addressed. Yeah. That's where the discipline and self-control right. comes in that's hard. That's where I've had so many fails thinking it starts in the, in, in the brisk walk or the jog or the uh, swim. Because yeah. uh, if you're, if you're uh, 
if your if your if your body you know uh, has if you're full of sugar and toxins in your body and you go to the gym you're just gonna it's gonna be miserable. Uh, so for me, one of the great joys was finally starting with the the eating first, mm-hmm. how, how I eat, what mm-hmm. taking in more vegetables and and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not drinking soda. That was those were the two big shifts: yeah. vegetables and, so, and no right. soda for me. And then uh, just that alone, uh, I th- one day I'm gonna, I'm go to the gym, yeah. and then I got there and I was like, I actually kind of like this. I used to hate it. Now I now I like it. And so yeah. so there is there is that important thing of, and that's why I think it's so crucial. You're saying that, you know, go go. You know, the refrigerator holds the key uh, yeah. more than anything else. And and you know, it's it's uh, one of the things that always throws me off too this is just a personal pet peeve is when i'm in the gym uh, not so much the crossfit gym but the like you know the the, the kind where they have, yeah. have the universal machines mm-hmm. and stuff is these guys would be like you know like huge biceps yeah. and chest but then their bellies like still right. sticking way out there so right. you that, know that t- there's a tail there right there, yeah, there's, there's, there's a story behind out that of, out of whack there right yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah so saying all that uh, i want to go back to because uh, this is so important you're dealing with uh people um, through referrals, kind of like mm-hmm. um, you were telling me this earlier, uh, you're on, is it, is it Zoom? Is that what you called it? Uh, well, a Zoom conferencing. Zoom is a conferencing. Yeah, distance uh, yeah. conferencing where it's with, like Skype. With uh, individuals. Yeah. And, and these are people that are coming to you mm-hmm. wanting this kind of information and more personal, yeah. like what, what's what's happening in their life that they would come and want to talk. Right. Not well, that, where, not that where anybody people, wouldn't want to talk to you. but yeah. Where do people go and what do they do when here we're, you know, we're hitting that season again? of overconsumption and then the regret that comes after and we're yet another five pounds heavier than we were at this time last year. Uh, uh, Do we repeat insanity again and sign up for the gym and sign up for those (laughs) classes thinking it's going to be different this time? Uh, Some people finally realize it's not going to be different this time until I have a different motivation, until I have accountability and until somebody can personally help me through this, mm. because they even start to recognize, uh, maybe consciously, maybe not, that there are issues at play with their health and their ability to enjoy good health that have to do with their relationship with God and uh, their family relationships, uh, their schedule, mm. the anxiety and the worry that they have in their life, that these things are need to get sorted out. And they're looking for somebody they can trust to go to who will um, take them to the Word of God and help counsel them through this area of their life. And I found, uh, because it's hard to get in the front door of the church to address people, uh, God has been, without my really pursuing it, developing a ministry uh, where pastors, church leaders, and lay people are coming to me and saying, I recognize this is at, this is beyond me and out of my hands, mm-hmm. and I need to surrender myself to a different kind of a process because just signing up with a personal trainer again this year, I, I've been there and done that, and I don't I don't want to go that direction anymore. There's some work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I need somebody to hold me accountable. I need a process, and I I want somebody who can yeah tell me what to eat and help me that tell me some exercises to do, mm-hmm. but start first and focus on some issues in my life that I, that I need to find a worthy motivation. I need to understand yeah. biblically what's going on mm-hmm. uh, in my life. And so I'm providing uh, mm-hmm. a 
a service and a ministry to people, a pastor, a, a physiological discipleship ministry uh, where people uh, across the country are able to work with me in a, a one-on-one discipleship counseling relationship where we work through the body gospel, fit mm-hmm. for the king, some of the workshop materials and motivation uh, uh, things that I put together to get them to understand how did we get here, what's going on, what does the Bible say about it, uh, how do we adopt worthy motivations and gospel-centered motivations, and then when it is appropriate, start to bring in those nutritional pieces yeah. and then start to bring in the, that workout piece uh, but our world will flip that completely on its head mm-hmm. and say, not only do you maybe not need accountability because you're a free spirit, but all you need to do is get a, a health club membership, and uh, that in and of itself will probably take care of the problem. Mm-hmm. That's why we have 995 health club memberships, uh, a cynical view that says we'll get a lot of people to sign up because right. it isn't. there's nothing vested in it. Yeah. They'll let us keep charging them $10 a month, mm-hmm. and they'll never come, and we can have 7,000 members for this club that would never fit in here if they all came, <laughs> right. uh, but they'll never use it, and they'll right. pat themselves on the back that they're pursuing better health because they're paying $10 a month to do nothing. Wow. The, That's um, not working. Right. So when these people, uh, your, your new friends that you're ministering to mm-hmm. through this discipleship process, when they, when they start uh, hearing your heart and hearing your vision, they're, they're kind of coming like that 80, 20, 80% of my problem is food, 20% is lack of exercise. But you're finding that there's something else going on. It's not yeah. just the 80, 20. It's, yeah. It's and, that, and that is why the accountability discipleship counseling aspect is so critical. Uh, We were created as holistic beings, and we can't just treat ourselves as a piece of meat that's going to go and get in condition, Mm -hmm. divorcing it from all the issues in our life. Mm -hmm. And here's a couple of examples from uh, from counseling. Um, What if you're a woman um, who has struggled uh, to get at a healthy weight, and through talking through these issues, and looking deep and asking for the Spirit's guidance and revelation of things that are going on in your life, it surfaces that um, every time you fail and you head into the convenience store for the candy bar instead of what we talked about doing and fueling yourself differently, you have such a feeling of shame and guilt because you've gone off program. And maybe that's even a sin for you because you're not at a healthy weight and you have no business fueling yourself that way. Um, Because you have an understanding of God that says, right now, he's really disappointed in me. His arms are crossed. Mm -hmm. He's shaking his head. His eyes are closed. And he's saying, I'm sick of your games. I'm so tired of your disobedience. This is the, you know, how many times have we down this road and one more time? Mm Um, so a bad understanding of the gospel that God's disappointed is if he expected better behavior. And, and that's why he saved us, right? Is because we were so commendable and our behavior was so good. Um, a misunderstanding of the gospel that he loved us in spite of us. And he's standing ready to let that one mistake be one mistake and not metastasize and snowball into a week of mistakes where you show up saying, I've been off program for a whole week because of the guilt and shame over that first mistake. I didn't understand the gospel enough to be able to say, I'm sorry, and I can come in full, in my identities in Christ. He's not disappointed with me. He yeah. knew, he knows me better than I know myself right. and my weaknesses. I confess it to you, and I'm getting back yeah. on the program and not let one mistake become 15 mistakes. Right. 
helping them get out of shame when they fail. But how about this? Maybe they were abused. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were sexually abused as a kid. And a fear many women, frankly, have uh, is if I become attractive again physically, I set myself up as a target for abuse. Mm -hmm. So I will self-sabotage and I will keep myself in an unhealthy place because I cannot uh, let myself become attractive. Mm -hmm. Or what if there is not a lot of intimacy in the marriage and that intimacy began to fall apart when their weight and stuff, they became less aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. If you were a woman and you are thinking about getting to a place where you might be more attractive, but the prospect that your husband might still reject you when you got there, that might be a bigger mm. issue than you want to face. Yeah. Because now they're not just rejecting, yeah. rejecting your aesthetics, they're rejecting you as a person. Yeah. Better to self-sabotage and remain where I am than to actually follow through and become healthy. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're a, a pastor and you know you need to get healthier But every time you start focusing on health, your wife who's been a little unbalanced in this before, maybe extreme, tends to double down and make an idol in her life, maybe even taking her to an an area of unhealth. Mm. What do I do if I start really pursuing this passionately and getting my own life in order? There's a possibility my wife might follow me and become unhealthy with obsession. Mm. These are things that come up. This is where people are living. Yeah. Your personal trainer isn't going to have an answer for this, <laughs> no, no, okay? No. But the gospel does. Yeah. And uh, God's given me uh, enough time and skill in working with people and a passion to help them and working through my own issues where I can take them to Scripture, yeah. as any good counselor will, right. and say, this is what the Bible says about what you're thinking, the wrong thinking that's leading to shame, mm-hmm. the wrong motivation that says, I'm doing this so that uh, uh, my husband will be interested in me mm-hmm. or I'll be more attractive. You need to find a better motivation than that mm-hmm. so that you can push through those barriers and enjoy more of God because that's really your core motivation. Yeah. Or how can you do this in a way that brings your spouse along in a way that both of you can enjoy exactly. good health because you're doing this as a team? Wow. So that takes a, maybe yeah. a counselor. Yeah. That takes maybe a pastor. That's so uh, great. Well, that's so powerful that you're doing that because you're – you're, you know, I would, my mind was going towards uh, freedom from and freedom to. Your freedom from the shame of your past, free, freedom to be healed from the memories of abuse, mm-hmm. freedom to uh, get rid of the fear of relational difficulties if you change yeah. the trajectory of your life together. There's freedom from, and then the, but there's freedom to, mm-hmm. freedom to to uh, a more vigor, vitality, uh, uh, an encouraged lifestyle. We wake up, you feel happy. So it's, there's this escaping from, you know, that's the biblical theology as well. Yeah. You come out of Egypt, but then yeah. you go into the promised land. Yeah. And I think sometimes people are just trying to get out of, overweight or lack of, you know, but they're not looking, I want to get into something. And, mm-hmm. and also what you're, I was also reminded, not reminded, but thought of, uh, I almost saw this math in my head, which is very rare. I almost never think of math, but you're talking about 80, 20, uh, 80% of it has to do with your, your, what, what you take in yeah. to your body food wise and drink wise. And then 20% is the exercise, the fitness. But under that really, you're talking about almost like that that eighty twenty isn't even fifty percent of the battle, really. It's no, it's, a battle it's of the, the soul, mind. the soul, and the mind yeah. underneath that. That 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 your victory is kind of won, mm-hmm. not necessarily 
in the food and the, but it's before that even right so, yes. so so when you're counseling people you're you're kind of almost like yeah we'll, we'll talk about that but we're also going to get into some deeper deeper issues is really what they are aren't they yes and that's why fit for the king the first book was uh, the sections were divvied up demolition, yeah. foundation, transformation. Yes. Yeah. Until we demolish the wrong-headed thinking and the wrong motivations we possessed before entering this process, all we're doing is building on a foundation of sand, yeah. and that is doing us no good. So we have to have our wrong thoughts about God, our wrong thoughts about us, uh, demolished, and biblical truth brought to bear on those issues and take a carted away to the landfill mm-hmm. and then have a new biblical gospel-centered foundation laid and then on top of that, we can talk about our 80-20s. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, then we'll address those other things. Yeah. But again, our world and our culture is they address physiological things. Uh, there's, there's no demolition. Mm. Uh, they're throwing kerosene yeah. on a fire that says it's all about you. Uh, be mm. the best narcissist possible. Uh, let, let's get a selfie and put it on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you're nothing if you don't fit into this size. Mm. Uh, what, it, it's all about the, the objective aesthetics mm-hmm. and none of it has to do with dismantling the wrong thinking that we have to, from the get-go that's right. going to sabotage yeah. our ultimate success in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody talks about the 92% failure rate that the fitness industry has. Mm-hmm. People who go in thinking they're going to reach a goal, 92% fail. Mm-hmm. You know, Would world yeah, challenge be in existence if 90%, 2% of your goals failed? Right. Yeah, uh, would yeah. Apple be in business? <laughs> right. Would anybody be in business at a 92% failure rate? And yet yeah. this perpetuates Wow. Um, because it's such a strongly held um, delusion, mm-hmm. and frankly, the church has never spoken about it. Yeah. There isn't a biblical truth coming to, against that to say there's a better way than that kind of a, a um, number. Yeah, you're very unique um, being able to uh, encapsulate all of that theology, philosophy, soul care, pastoral ministry, and then actually be able to talk to people about fitness and health that's that's a rare that 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 combination is very rarely seen um and only a certain number of people can come get your phone number and and become a, cl- a client or whatever you might want to call it uh somebody that you're you're counseling and ministering mm-hmm. to uh do you still uh, kind of a little offshoot question do you still have room for other people if oh, somebody's sure. listening they yeah wanna... yeah okay uh, so I'm, we'll... this is a, a a new burgeoning area that as I have grown weary of trying to get in the front door, and I've spent years trying to do it, I finally kind of bailed on that. And without my even trying, God has said, I've got something different and new for you. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take your pastoral and biblical counseling experience and training and your passion for these things and your conversations and experiences with people in this area, and I'm going to bring people to you uh, who you can help wow. one-on-one in this area so people that go to fit for the numeral for the king.net website, okay. uh, they will uh, see a way to contact me and we can talk about what that means. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's an, an area of growth for me. Now. Good, good. Well, I, I would encourage people to do that. And I would encourage you, I've never done this on our podcast before. I've never actually challenged somebody to do something. But I, I want to challenge you to not only do this yourself, I, I, wanna, I would love for you to train other people to do this because there's so few people doing it. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of a one-stop shop for holistic health of, of some and, and including the spirit of faith element um, bearing the, maybe that's not you know that's a capacity issue and a time mm-hmm. issue mm-hmm. while that is transpiring or would you say that somebody could deal with the, all all that you're talking about with maybe two or three different people like like have a 
uh, somebody that can help you with the food and fitness, but mm-hmm. then have a, a counselor as well. Mm-hmm. Could you do all that together? I mean, I, yeah, you could do it yeah. with you. It's all inclusive, but mm-hmm. can you piecemeal that out a little bit and stuff? Well, well, sure. Think? If somebody um, knows that there's a believing nutritionist or dietitian who has a balanced approach to that, that they uh, want to be in accountability and relationship with, great. If there's a a personal trainer that they know they need help because they they walk into the gym and they're just intimidated because they don't know what to do and they feel out of place, well, then then they probably need to learn how to lift correctly and not do damage. So there's value in those things. Um, What I'm saying is that um, to, to do those things first as the first primary triage point of people's lives and not to address the other is perpetuating something that has been shown statistically doesn't work. Uh, You're going to have to, as a follower of Christ, see how this can get hardwired to your faith walk Mm -hmm. and your sanctification and your transformation and so that you will have a worthy motive that will carry you through this because it's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. This will be hard. Changing your diet and saying no to what the world offers is going to is going to come at a cost. Um, putting yourself through painful things in working out that, that won't be comfortable. You'll be out of breath. Your muscles might hurt. Uh, whatever. Uh, it's good hurt, yeah. but that will be painful. You're going to have to have a why that's big enough to carry through all those reasons to quit yeah. and see it through to its end. Right. Um, so you, but you but can, it's not rocket it. science. Most right. people know what healthy food and unhealthy food yeah. is. If I told right. you, Gary, is, you know, is going to the donut <laughs> shop for breakfast a better option or it'd be better to have, you know, some avocado, spinach and, and scrambled eggs, which, which is the better choice? Well, I know you can answer that. Right. Would it be better to move more today and take the stairs and park further from your office and walk in? Mm-hmm. Or would it be better to take the escalator and sit all day? You know the answer to that. Uh, I don't need a personal trainer or a dietitian to tell me that. Uh, But beyond that, yes, access these things as you're able and you have the finances to do it if if that's what you want to do. And if you've tried that shift so many times and you're still not able to do it, maybe there's an issue like like you were talking about some some of these uh, illustrations you gave were so uh, powerful. There, there might be something behind the scenes uh, under the engine that needs to be taken a look at. And that's where that Christian counselor, that pastor, that small group that you could belong to. God desires for our spiritual lives to have an impact on our physical well-being. If we are willing to let Him address our hearts, we'll often find answers to our problems with fitness and health. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Sound design for this episode by Mike Hallsmith. This episode was written by Rachel Schmitz. Our producer is Chris Wigington with video production by Aaron Gale. World Challenge is incredibly thankful for the support we receive from many people across the country who believe in our mission. We're able to continue creating resources like this podcast because of donations from listeners like you. We hope you tune in next week to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast.